Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode eight of Keebcast. Today it'll be Alex and myself. Uh, Reagan can't make it this week as he is busy moving into a new warehouse. We are both extremely, extremely excited for him and extremely excited for everything that Space Cables has become over the past couple of months. Imagine uh, being so busy that you can't stop, make it to your stop, friends. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we'll roll into that. <laughs> episode eight already though like holy yes, crap this is this will be the eighth episode <laughs> holy i'm excited we're, for that we're, man. Do, we're doing it we're gonna hit double digits soon holy dude i'm i'm just pumped up because first of all reagan is doing extremely well and i'm so happy for his success and what he's doing and all the exciting things too i know i i can't wait for him to start pumping out other pro- like i know he's got a lot of plans to pump out other products and I can't wait to see what he's able to do with, with, with just other things other than cables, especially. I don't know. I'm super excited. Yeah, me excited. too. I'm excited. Okay. So since it's just the two of us, figured we would talk a little bit about, well, a couple of things to do with you, first of all. But I think we'll, uh, let's start out by talking a little bit about different scenarios different types of keyboards could be used. And I've gotten this question a couple of times, like, Hey, I want to build a keyboard for work. Uh, you know, like I work a sales job, I'm typing up emails all day and stuff like that. I want to know like what I should be looking for, for a keyboard to bring to work. Uh, what, what are you using at work right now, Alex, actually? So at work right now, believe it or not, I, uh, I tried bringing in one of my keyboards and, um, you know what, maybe it was bad on my part to introduce the office to, uh, Jade's, but, Ooh. um, yeah, yeah, no, they didn't like that. So I just used my MacBook. Uh, I don't really use a special keyboard. They gave me a Dell keyboard at one point to use, which felt like garbage, and I prefer the MacBook. Huh. Um, but right now, no, I'm not bringing anything to work anymore. Uh, and A, I commute to work, so dragging a keyboard back and forth and even just leaving one, I just don't trust it fully. So you're at work over here like... pretty, Dude, you know what? I don't mind the MacBook. I honestly don't mind the keyboard on it. I would prefer if I could bring something like my tactile, my tactile switches there, but uh, I mean, I think that would be a slight bit of a nuisance for everyone to listen to as well. So the question I keep getting is like, if I want to build something for work, you know, I, I, I'm assuming that means they want it to be something that's not so intrusive, right? So they're probably, probably. wanting some some silent switches and they're probably wanting to know, you know, how to eliminate as much sound as they can yeah. from every key press. So what would be, I don't know, what would be the solution to just too loud of a keyboard? I think you're on the right track with silence, which is, you know, something like a silent linear or a silent tactile would probably hit the mark. I recently got to try out the silent tactile switches from Zeal, Zeal's offering there, and they feel pretty good. And you know what? They are pretty quiet compared to Zelios, which was very, very interesting to, to listen to and feel. Uh, silent linears are another option. Those are extremely quiet. However, I am not a big fan of those personally. Some people love them. Some people don't. That what I think would be if you want, you know, something quiet to bring to work. I think that would be the least intrusive option. However, if you're a complete keyboard head and you really want to bring something to work, I think a linear would probably still be your best bet. Um, you know, you could mod it with some O-rings to kind of soften the sound. But if your office doesn't mind it at all, 
you can probably get away with a linear keyboard to be honest i have friends who who um not in my office but uh, in some other locations they they bring in they bring in some uh, some keyboards and by other locations I mean like just other places of work but they bring in their their mechanical keyboards some of them actually do bring click sw- clicky switches as well and their office is fine with it i think it's your environment too so i think it's very important to be um, cautious and aware of who you're typing around yeah i almost feel like we're talking about drugs <laughs> be careful who you do it around I was not getting that feeling at all. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I am in my head. I'm like, oh boy. Uh, but no, I honestly think that just be careful who you're doing it around type thing. You know, okay. clicking your switches, I mean, in this case. But uh, yeah, just, I think you just be, be aware. Like, be aware of what everyone else feels like in the office because these things can get loud. And if you're trying to concentrate, hearing does get annoying. Yeah. So, I guess on the other hand, when building something like specifically for gaming, I know like a lot of it's preference, but do you think there are like, I guess, switches that give you any type of advantage or like, is there any type of advantage you can think of? I don't think there's any proven advantage using like a shorter actuation. That would be like speed switches. Or sorry, shorter travel distance or like lighter actuation. Uh I think the only advantage would be lighter switches probably give you less fatigue to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I, I find myself very comfortable with anything between 65 to 70 grams. And I've tried both tactile clicky and uh, linear for gaming. And I don't notice much of a difference at all. Hmm. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say, cause I don't play a lot of, you know, video games that require me to have a lot of finger movement on my keyboard. Uh, I, I'm going to say probably something lighter and um, something like a linear switch would be better. I can see a shorter travel distance working if you have to click something very quickly. Maybe that 0.6, milli- 0.6 millimeters or whatever it is uh, can give you an edge or an advantage. Uh, but I, I know a lot of people who do use speed silvers, for example, like religiously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tell me that once they switch, they barely notice anything. So I, I guess it's subjective to the user. Gotcha. Okay. Now cables, on the other hand, can give you a straight advantage. <laughs> I'm kidding, by the way. They give you an advantage because every time you look down, you're just like, ah, yep, I'm the man. You look back up and you can get right back into the game. So the thing with the coil is the data transfers quicker through the coil. So it sends data quicker to the computer and then vice versa. Mm. Um, So that's what the coil does. It actually adds uh, a layer of extra speed. uh, If you guys didn't know. Wow. I'm lying, by the way. But yeah, that's really my opinion there. I don't really know truthfully if it would give you like a legit edge using one of these because even four millimeters isn't a whole lot for travel distance. I mean, I've tried going back to things like reds recently, which, you know, are so light and a lot of people game on reds and I find myself like accidentally, you know, like fat thumbing keys that I don't mean to. Yes. Yes. So I guess let's, let's actually, let's actually go on that too, because you said you're accidentally clicking things. Uh-huh. When I had reds, I was accidentally leaning into the space bar all the time. So maybe that is a disadvantage of going too light. You're right on that. Huh. Okay. But there are linears that are a little bit heavier. Like, aren't you? So I guess I can transition a little bit into like some of the builds you've recently done. You recently just did a Think 6.5 polycarbonate board, right? And you have some linears in it, correct? 
Yes, I actually put um, Novel Key Cream Switches in there with uh, Lubuth Tribosis. Hmm. Now, are creams... Uh, I don't want to put you on the spot here, but are, are cre- how heavy are creams? So the Novel Key Cream Switches are 55-gram actuation with a 70-gram bottom-out. Okay. Okay, and Novel Keys also has a lighter variant of those switches, correct? Yes, the Nolibs. I think they're pronounced that way. Nolibs. Okay. Uh, I think that was supposed to be for the Green Olivia set, whatever that was called, the Nolib set. I'm, yep. I'm actually not too sure. Okay, and for the creams, are I know you're not a huge uh, linear guy, correct? I mean, Gatoron Inks. I uh-huh. like them, and um, I really, 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 really like the sound of novel key cream switches. Uh, I also really like Telios, but I've kind of moved away from a lot of the linears I currently own. Uh, I'm going more into tactile switches myself right now, but I have to admit, creams sound really good. They're pretty smooth. Inks sound really, really good. Uh, I don't hate them, um, but right now I'm preferring to use tactile. Mm-hmm. Um, but for example, I actually put the novel key cream switches in this thing, and I'm actually really enjoying typing on it. I think it's a fun typing experience. Hmm. But you also just built another Think recently, yes. a few weeks ago. <laughs> yes. And that one has some tactiles in it that I'm a fan of. And I know you're now a big fan of. Yeah, they've grown on me. Uh, the no. Zelios. Yes. They have definitely grown on me. I got those ones there in 67 gram. Uh, lube with a very light application of tribosis and i oiled the springs for those as well uh, and they they feel really good like i have to admit that's probably probably up there with some of my favorite boards to use right now my favorite board to use is still the 512 i got holy pandas in those well holy trash pandas anyways mm-hmm. uh, those are very well lubricated springs recently i actually just uh oiled the springs i took them all out oiled the springs uh and I have to admit, that's a great feeling board, great sounding board. I think probably the best one that I own. So what that's... boards, uh, I guess like in the last month or so, how how many boards have you built now in the last month? Uh, last 30 days, I've built three for myself. Okay. And then five in total. Five in total? Yeah. And so the three for yourself would be the two thinks and the candy bar? <laughs> yeah, the two things and the candy bar. How did you manage to do two things in one month? <laughs> I did two things because I bought them secondhand. Uh, I actually have been wanting to get my hands on badgeless versions of them. And there was a great deal on a black polycarbonate one that I could not pass up. The guy was like, he wanted, I think he wanted like 420 plus whatever shipping was. Wow. And I'm like, you bet your fine little bottom that'll buy that from you. And I did. And uh, there was like a little microscopic little defect that he pointed out before I even bought it. And um, I think that's why he sold it like at a cheaper price. But my God, this is such a nice board. And the polycarbonate is reinforced with, I believe it's fiberglass. And like I said, my God, this thing feels really good. <laughs> and then the other one is just a clear polycarbonate or a frosted polycarbonate. So the other one is a frosted polycarbonate. It's not reinforced with with uh, fiberglass, so it does feel a little bit different. Um, you can tell that right off the bat. Um, it feels like polycarbonate. This one here, the fiberglass one, has like a velvety. I want to say velvety. You have to really feel it to to kind of get what I'm talking about. 
has like a very soft touch to it, oddly huh. enough. Um, but yeah, this one here sounds really good. I really like this. I really, really like this keyboard. And the things are fun to build too. I got them both in hot swap variants. Because you know me, I like swapping out switches. Yeah, of course. You have a few. Yeah, just a few. And then you wanted to say something earlier about the candy bar, correct? Yeah, so the candy bar is a very, very fun build. I like the way that feels. Um, so the candy bar itself is by the key company. And I got the candy bar, candy bar premium, sorry. And that one there, I put tangerines in. And those switches, let me tell you, when you they stock, they feel fantastic, like very smooth. Uh, when you lube them, they sound better. Because uh, I think that was probably my only complaint about the tangerines. They kind of felt a little hollow sounding stock. Mm. Uh, but when you actually put a little bit of lubricant in them, they sound more full, uh, more thocky. As well as, God, they are probably the smoothest switch I, I own. And that was after a week of using the candy bar. Uh, the candy bar is like a 40%. It's an extended 40%. Uh, but I actually really enjoy that build. And uh, I think, you know, if I have to say something negative, because I've, I've only been seeing nice things about the candy bar. Um, because it is a screw down plate, basically, it can get that's a bottom mount plate. Uh -huh. um, so basically can get a little hollow or tinny sounding in some areas where the screws aren't. So like in between the screws. Yeah. However, it's like it's so minuscule that it doesn't really bug me too much. But so uh, in a lot no, of boards, sorry, go on. I, I was going to say in a lot of boards, when people have like that hollow sound, is that why they'll cut out like foam and stuff like that to put Correct. between Correct, or they'll, they'll line it at the bottom which i plan to do with that board however i do have a sound test of that board and i have to admit it, it does sound like when you listen back to it, it like that's literally what it sounds like and it does sound really good it sounds interesting for what it is it's actually very heavy as well mm -hmm. uh, but that's definitely one of the more fun boards that i own uh and i actually enjoy typing on it too which is something i was you know, it's fun. I had, funny, I had to get used to typing on a 40% because my fingers are drawn to hitting those, you know, one to zero keys yeah. at the top. Now, the candy bar, I think, is more for typists or enthusiasts. If you're a gamer and you need to use one through five or one through six, uh, it can get a little bit jarring. Mm. Even you manage like an inventory. Oh, I yes. bet. Yeah, wow. yeah. So it's a, it's a little weird. Um, but for a typing experience, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, like I said, very fun build. Packaging was out of this world cool and uh, it sounds and feels really good too hmm. very cool so if you've built three keyboards for yourself in the last month what what are you on the lookout for now like what what is alex odo's wish list i guess for the next couple of months what what boards are you on the hunt for uh i mean i'd still like a leaf 60 I have the console to build from ATXKB. Um, what else That's am I on the hunt for? I'd like a few more Rama keyboards just to put in my collection. Uh, and I'd like to build an Alice of some sort. Hmm. But currently, with the I got the M65B coming in eventually. And I have, I think, one other board being the E087 from TX. Mm -hmm. So I think currently I'm going to chill so i can let my wallet recover um and then uh rest in peace wallet by the way and then um yeah we'll go from there what about you what are you on the hunt for 
I don't really know. I know I want a 65% keyboard. I've given 60% a run, and I really do like 60%. Uh, for the same reasons I've always said I like 60%, it's just the small form factor and having pretty much everything you need there. Yeah, um, yeah. But I'm so intrigued by having the arrow keys back and like a couple extra keys as well. Um, and I do like the look of a lot of 65% boards. Um, a lot of 65% boards. Yeah. 65s are fun to look at too. The arrow yeah. keys make a world of difference. Yeah. And I do kind of, and I find myself missing them every once in a while. Uh, there's always that like couple of times where I like, oh, I need to use my arrow keys. And it's like, uh, what do I need to do again on this 60% to use? Yep, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I never yep. remember what it is. And I, yeah, so. Takes me to use to. I've been looking around. I'll probably end up doing like a Tofu 65 or something of that nature. You know, something that's not going to break the bank, but is something I'll still like to have in front of me. So, I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm still kind of on the hunt for something. Uh, nothing really set in stone there. I know you mentioned uh, you mentioned 65, and I, I think when the M65B comes out, I think you might want to buy one aftermarket. I think I think that's something I know you'll be interested in. I know I'm already interested in it, and I uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Those are really nice looking. They were. I'll probably keep my eye out if I find if I find one for the right price. That that's probably what's going to come down to is what's the price going to be. Um. But yeah, I, as far as boards themselves go, I have enough to play with right now, and my next move will probably be a a sixty five percent board. Do you know what material case you want? I think uh, I want to go with aluminum. Aluminum. Because in case anyone's wondering too, the reason why I ask that is because each material has a different sound signature. Um, so polycarbonate boards typically have a different sound signature than an aluminum one. Mm. And the same goes with like brass and the same thing goes with acrylic. And if you get something made of plastic, it's all different sound signatures. So that's something you should also consider when picking out a custom keyboard. What are the Rama boards made of? So the, the Rama boards are made depending on which one you get, because there's two versions of it. Okay. Uh, there is the tank version, which I think is more recent. I think they have like two keyboards in that version, which is all brass. And then I'm looking cool. at my Rama right now, and um, it's aluminum, and then the back. And I believe some of them have weights in the bottom. I'm not too sure. That's if you don't buy the internal weights. The backing or the weight part of it is uh, PVD brass. Okay. Hmm. Because I know, like the, like right now, I have an acrylic tofu sixty, and I, again, I was looking at the tofu sixty five, and I was thinking I'd probably go with an aluminum one just to have a metal case for once. And I know I've seen people that have the metal tofus; they'll throw like, uh, maybe I'm incorrect on this, but I've seen people use like felt as like a dampener between. Is that correct? Um, I've never heard of felt. Okay. Like, so it could be completely viable, viable, but um, foam usually, and I know recently the more popular materials have been like a sorbethane or a poron foam. 
um, simply because they have like better acoustic properties to them. And um, I think Poron sounds a little bit nicer. Sorbethane is known for more of its like vibration impact. So Chase, what kind of keyboard do you use in your workplace? Well, my workplace happens to be, well, my home. I am privileged <laughs> with being self-employed currently. And so I use, <laughs> actually most of my work that I do is actually on a MacBook. Um, <laughs> so I, I also use a Mac keyboard for most of my work, but a lot of my work is social media stuff. So I guess the keyboard I use the majority of the time is the touchscreen keyboard <laughs> on my iPhone. <laughs> Well, there you have it, go, guys. Chase is a fake. He's a faker. Whoa, whoa, I'm something with keys. I'm extending out the uh, keyboard community to the mobile users out there. The <laughs> and, and just for the record, guys, you could literally own no keyboards at all and just be interested, and you are more than welcome into the community. No, I don't disagree because that's how I, I I think that's how this starts for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They see these boards, they see these builds on YouTube where they hear these videos on social media and they're like, wow, that sounds really cool. That sounds really nice. It's pretty good. Hey. I know with me when I was working at home, because I was self-employed for about a year as well, doing commission work for websites, uh, I was using my tofu for a good solid year. Mm. Uh, Now I work in an office, so it's a little bit tougher to bring something in, like I mentioned previously. Um, But... I would love to bring one of my thinks or just something with a tactile switch in it, just because I, ah, I mean, I just like the typing experience on them. I think it's very fun. I think it's very responsive. And I feel like I type more accurately on a tactile. It's just like the ability to make something as simple as, or as like mundane as typing enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially when it's part of your job. That sound it sounds pretty appealing. Like I understand why that's a question that a couple of people have asked. Um but yeah, I mean, like I said, most of my my work day is spent typing up on my phone on a touch screen. You know, I guess I could figure out some way to, you know, prop up my phone and use my keyboard or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's some adapters you can use. A hundred percent. So we actually got a few questions as well. Just a few. Uh, we just posted the story like, what, a few minutes before we actually started the um, actual podcast recording. Yeah, so this, is, the, so I was say, this is something we also are trying out, you know, a little something new we're trying out this episode, you know, putting out on Instagram story, like, you know, what, what do you guys have questions on or what do you guys want us to talk about? So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, and it, could, it could be like, like Chase was saying, just, it could be anything you really want us to talk about usually in the realm of keyboards, but if you guys have like an off question that, you know, pertains to what Chase and I or Reagan do, then by all means. Um, so here's some of the questions. I got one from you, Chase, saying lube. I don't really know what you meant by that. Yeah, I just figured it was an Alex Sotos. Yeah, you want to join in? <laughs> yeah. Uh, lube, I, I prefer Crytox. It's my favorite lube. Um, so we got another one from Mr. David uh, 4F. He, uh, he said, Twitch setup for us noobs that want to start streaming. Um, so I will say having a cool keyboard definitely helps kind of makes your desk look more full. But if you did want to get to start streaming, uh, I'd say, truth be told, gear aside, um, personality and consistency are probably going to be your best bet. I think it's gimmicky to have like a good looking stream. Um, I think there has to be some substance and content there. 
And I think you have to really enjoy what you're doing and show that you're enjoying what you're doing and interact with your community and also interact in other people's communities uh, to really show that you're passionate because uh, passion goes a lot farther than having good gear. And it's mm. so, so true as I get more involved in everything as well. Mm. Uh, here's one for you. Maybe you can help us with this, Chase. What's your end game goal right now? This is asked by Holy. Holy Stottle. Huh. My end game goal. Um, I don't know. I'd like to get to the point. I still haven't built myself a board yet. And I would definitely like to go through that experience. Um, and I know even as you know, Reagan has told me I should go through the experience of soldering a board. And I, I do think it would be fun. I would like to give it a shot eventually. Yeah. Um, but as far as like in-game boards for me personally go, I mean, right now, and I expect this to change over the next like year or so, my answer will probably change. But like a Rama board sounds like in-game to me, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Some people are completely fine with the tofu as their end game. So I think a Rama is a is a fun goal to have. Fair enough. So here's another question from Black G thirty seven combination. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Huh? Whoa, 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 we're stepping back. You're not gonna give us your end game. Oh, I thought I said something weird. Um, end game build for me. I don't believe in end game because I come from the audio community first, and. Uh, <laughs> Audio is very subjective, so Endgame truthfully does not exist. I think there's good audio, and I think there's bad audio, or just audio you prefer. Just like keyboards, I think there's keyboards you prefer. I think right now my preference leans towards the 512. However, I'm talking to you, Chandler, who designed the 512. If you can design a 65% of that particular case, mwah, you got to fucking buy from me. Uh, so black g37 asks combination of plates and materials and switches so this is an interesting question which i want to answer but i think this would be a uh, more fun thing to do next podcast because i think this is a full topic uh he says for example brass plates plus holy pandas go well together uh so just to you mm. fill you in chase there's certain switches and certain materials that usually sound better together sometimes sometimes um and it's kind of like I'm not going to say known, but there's there's definitely some like preference to the plate materials and switches. We can go over that another time. I think that's a whole discussion, but I do agree with you. Brass plates and holy pandas go very well together. Hmm. Um, here's Great another question. question from Black G. He also asked, what about aluminum plates or palm plates? Uh, which which one, um, or would you rather use it with linears or tactiles? So I actually have not used a palm plate yet. I have a palm plate. And I will give you an answer once I do that. Um, and aluminum plates, I actually have only used ever one. I use brass plates more often. I don't know, Chase, do you have an answer on that? I mean, I'm using a stainless steel plate right now, actually. Yeah, you have that custom stainless steel one. Yeah, I, I guess yeah. we really don't have a truthful answer on that because we haven't used enough of what you're asking for. Uh, and then the next and last question that I have currently right now, just from a few minutes, and every other question that comes in afterwards, guys, we'll answer next week. Uh, your opinions on dot, 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 switch ASMR. <laughs> Do you have an opinion on that, Chase? Um, I don't know that I've really gone too far down the ASMR rabbit hole besides it just being a meme. Um. <laughs> I know. Hey, it's you know like, what? Some people really like the ASMR stuff. So. I, I agree. I, I like. I understand that a lot of people really enjoy it. 
Um, but also a lot of people also meme the hell out of ASMR as well. Um, but no, I, I mean, it completely makes sense to me that switches like would be the subject of like an ASMR category that, that totally makes so much sense to me. I mean, part of like these videos, like, or like a stream, like you go to your stream, you go to, you know, Teja stream. All it is, is like, let me hear the switches, like type, type test, type test, type test. Like that's all everybody wants to hear. They all stay yeah, for I'm the not type even, test. I'm not even done building the keyboard. It's like type test one. Yeah. I'm yeah. Done just I'm put, done building, brother. Just put it in one switch and type, please, please, please. please. Spam it. That's, but it's the type test is what people want. So, I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all that that type of thing exists or that there's a whole category for it. And uh, I mean, I'd probably, I'd probably enjoy it. For sure. Yeah. I know like me coming in from my audio community background, I wasn't huge, like I wasn't a prominent member of the audio community, but I did lurk a lot. And I will say that uh, audio definitely has a certain stimulating effect on some people. So some people enjoy it more than others. For me, I don't mind the occasionally ASMR stuff. I know Reagan, Space Cables, is a huge fan of ASMR. Um, sure. So if I were to ask you guys to do anything, I would ask you guys on any of Reagan's posts to just do more ASMR. Mm. Um, just go ahead and ask him. If he really likes eating. ASMR on my stream in particular, um, he he really likes that. So if you guys want, you guys can ask him for more stuff. Eating, drinking, and his favorite ASMR is actually the really close crinkling of TechFlex as it's coiled. Oh yes, completely. He loves yes. that sound. Yeah, he does. He he is huge in ASMR. All right, Alex. I got a question the other day uh, from somebody who is a few months into the keyboard. Uh, community I guess and they're wanting to go a little bit past the like starter threshold I guess like past a tofu or something like that and they're looking in like the three to four hundred dollar range but they have no idea what they're looking for as far as like a case goes like I guess like where do you think they should look and so are there any recommendations yeah. you have so I think my biggest thing on this, and I think we did touch upon, you know, kind of this whole ideology of where to go look on mm -hmm. one of our previous podcasts. But to kind of reiterate, I, I do think that a lot of this is personal preference. Uh, and I do think that checking something like Mech Market on the daily or even checking something like Geek Hack mm -hmm. and uh, checking, you know, interest checks there or stuff that's, you know, being put in development soon and group buys. Uh, as well as even just checking some photos to see maybe what your preference and styling is. Uh, I think that's going to be your best bet. Uh, another really good thing I'd say is go to one of the meets and try a bunch of stuff first. Um, it's very hard for me to recommend keyboards. And as I'm getting more into, like, you know, very briefly and lightly into the commissions, I get a lot of, can you just pick stuff for me? Mm. I'm starting to learn that it's not truthfully always up to me what I think. Um, but I think it's a very opinion-based and a very, very you-have-to-love-it-based thing. Mm. Um, so I, I definitely recommend checking out photos on stuff like you know Mechanical Keyboards Reddit as well as Geek Hack to see kind of what you're in for. Uh, so, for example, if he wants a 65 or wants a 75 or even wants um, a full keyboard or even something like a 60 or a 40 or an extended 40 now with the candy bar, for example, mm. Uh, so I think it's it's very, very preference-based. Okay. I guess my only, so my counter to that would be, or my question 
in response to that would be what are in that price range that I mentioned, like what are the, I guess, brands that you would recommend looking into, like regardless of uh, form factor or anything at this point? Um, I honestly think that if you, if you wanted to, if you had like a $400 budget, my truthful option, and this is something, again, I'll say with a grain of salt because it's opinion-based, for that money, I would invest in good switches, lubricant, switch opener, do everything yourself, uh, decent keycaps, and probably get a tofu case. And then line line the tofu with some sort of foam, and maybe put some foam in between the actual plate and PCB. Um, I think that would be my ultimate suggestion on something that's around that price range. And this is all in with switches, keycaps, yeah. all that stuff. If it was just a case, again, nothing really comes to mind right now that's readily available for that price range. Yeah, I'd say, truth be told, probably a Rama. Um, for that $400 price range. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's one of those things you'll have to check for group buys that are currently active. Because, mm. you know, secondhand. Secondhand yeah. is pretty pretty rough. Yeah. the yeah, Especially for things like Ramas, I've seen. Mm-hmm. And then, and then of course, you're going and buying switches and keycaps and all that. Yeah, so do, and then the next thing you know, you're at $800. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that was... That was it for questions I've gotten, and I think that's it for questions you've gotten so far, right? Yeah, pretty much. Like I get daily questions about if I make artisans and stuff, but I think <laughs> I think that's just people don't look into too much of what I'm doing. So I'm just taking photos, guys. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Well, I think in the future we definitely want to include. I, I wouldn't like be opposed to this being almost a like a weekly thing, where we kind of bring in more questions. Maybe yeah, we can, we can maybe start making the day before. Weekly. Yeah. yeah. If anything, too, guys, uh, I'll let you guys know on my Instagram and Chase will probably read, you know, what does what it call Instagram? Retweeting or sharing the story? Sharing yeah, my share, own story? Share the story. Sharing yeah. story. Um, he'll let you guys know, too. Maybe I'll open up a form on my website. Yeah. Um, or you know what? We could do it during your manage. We could also doing it do it during your streams on Mondays. Yes, we could also do that. Sundays, actually. I'm, I only do the Mondays once in the blue moon. Okay. So I'm thinking Sundays we could probably get some questions done from you guys and then uh, we'll we'll write them down. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, I wanna get I wanna get other people involved in this as much as we can, whether that be, you know, vendors, artists and makers, uh you know, cable other cable makers, something like that. I also wanna get like the just the community involved in getting their t- the topics they want covered covered and the questions they have answered. So I think this will be a yeah, lot of for fun. Sure. Yeah, I'm excited for it, man. I think this is going to be um, fun going forward with a lot more of the episodes we have planned. 100%. Well, thank you, Alex, for taking your time again tonight with me uh, for our eighth episode, eight weeks in. Uh, crazy. That's two months we've been doing this now. Crazy. And also, uh, imagine being so busy that you can't come on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> imagine being so successful. That you're that busy. I'm kidding. God no. damn it, Reagan. <laughs> we love Reagan. And we I are, love you, Reagan. as we've said so many times, we're really happy for where he's at and everything he's been able to do. So um, we send our best wishes to Reagan and hope his move goes smoothly and everything. But I think we'll go ahead and end the episode there. Thank you again, Alex. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. Take care, guys. 
Thank you guys so much once again for listening to the eighth episode of KeepCast. It's crazy to think that we've been going for eight weeks now. All the support has been amazing, and we really want to get you guys more involved. So please check out our Instagram stories and make sure you're interacting so we can get some topics and questions from you guys in the future episodes. Thank you again. Have a fantastic week.